What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, Women's Ministry Director for New Vision's Buchanan Campus. And clearly I have laryngitis today, so please bear with me as we work our way through 2 Samuel 6. The Lord still has a word for us in these verses today, and I pray that he will open our eyes and our hearts to receive it. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, and it says this, David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000, and David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Balehudah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who sits enthroned on the cherubim. And they carried the Ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Avinadab, which was on the hill. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Avinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God and Ahio went before the ark and David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals and when they came to the threshing floor of Nahon Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the oxen stumbled and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah and God struck him down there because of his error and he died there beside the ark of God. And David was angry because the Lord had broken out against Uzzah and that place is called Peretz Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord into the city of David. But David took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite, and the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened animal. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the horn. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts and distributed among all the people, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins to each one. Then all the people departed, each to his house. And David returned to bless his household. But Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants, female servants, as one of the vulgar fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michal, it was before the Lord 
who chose me above your father and above all his house to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. And I will celebrate before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be abased in your eyes. But by the female servants of whom you've spoken, by them I shall be held in honor. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Wow. Well, this can be a difficult passage and I'm going to jump right into what I think is the hardest part because I just feel like it's important that we know that the parts of scripture that might make us cringe or that are difficult to understand should not be passed over. (laughs) They're there for a reason and so it's for our benefit to go ahead and dig into that hard work. And so we see here this death of Uzzah from touching the Ark of the Covenant. And so this is really hard to understand. And I think that sometimes people might say, hey, maybe it was an accident. You know, he reached out, the ark was um, about to fall. It said the oxen were stumbling. And so maybe he, you know, fell and broke his arm, dislocated his shoulder, did something like that. But no, scripture is clear that God was angry and struck him down. And so that's hard, right? That's a really hard passage to, to accept and to understand. But there's a couple of points that we need to remember. Uzzah was a Levite, and the Levites were the chosen people within the tribe of of Israel, within Israel, um, to honor, care for, and, and move, you know, the ark as well as all the other priestly duties. And they would have known better than anyone, anywhere, anytime that there were incredibly strict instructions about how the ark of God should be carried and touched. And it is written that those who had to bear the ark were not to touch any holy thing lest they die. And not just that, but the ark was actually supposed to be covered and kept from the gaze of the irreverent. And that had also been neglected. F. Hastings um, wrote a really great kind of commentary about this situation and says that, you know, um, the only way that they were even supposed to carry the, the, the ark, of course, was through this cart. And so the fact that it was uncovered and the fact that he reached out and grabbed it, it was not just a simple misunderstanding from a simple bystander wanting to do, um, you know, j- trying to do a kind act. What it really was, what Hastings calls it, is the danger of familiarity with sacred things. And I think that's an important um conviction for us today this danger of becoming too familiar with sacred things so familiar that we become irreverent that we actually disregard the very sincere and clear commands of God and actually try to pass it off as if it was a good thing hey we're just trying to help out we were just trying to write the cart no we understood they understood Uzzah as a Levite understood that this was not okay. And and they, they had very strict rules about it. So, um, and I love Hastings says this as well, and I think it's, it's, it's really helpful. He says, some would say, but how trifling a sin compared with the severity of the punishment. And he makes a couple points here that I think are really helpful. First, sin is never a trifle. There is no such thing as a simple sin. Sin separates us from holy God, period. And disobedience to God is also not a trifle. These are very serious things. So that, you know, to act 
as though this sin was too small to have resulted in death means that we misunderstand that all sin should result in death. The wages of all sin is death, short of a cross and the blood of Christ. Um, the second point that Hastings make that I think is, is probably even um, as significant is just that the attention of the people of God needed to be arrested and a need for reverence needed to be emphasized, obviously by the people of God and also by David, because of course, David was very affected by this. He was really upset, even kind of set up a memorial there, Peretz Uzzah, to say like, I'm not happy <laughs> that this thing happened. But the reality is who is able to stand before holy God? And so that's kind of what David is saying there. He says, how shall the ark of God come to me? So it created what I believe was intended, which is this remembering this reminder of this desperate need for purity on the part of the people and for adherence to the holy commands of our God. And so um, we see there that David was concerned and so much so that he's like, okay, you know what? I can't, I can't even stand um, next to this holiness. And again, frankly, that should be all of our response to the holiness of God. When we become so familiar um, to these sacred things, there is a real danger there that we forget that God is God, almighty, holy God, and there is none like him. And in his presence, there should be a holy fear, a holy reverence. Now, again, we can still celebrate, and thankfully, that's what we see. We see full circle here that when David hears, man, the Lord is really blessing Obed-Edom because he's got the ark, David's like, I got to go get that. I got to I gotta bring back the presence of the Lord that, yes, it, it scares me, this holiness. Um, it's this, this purity that's required is, is um, overwhelming, right? But the the benefit, the glory of the presence of the Lord is something that we need and want. And so he went to get it. And then, of course, we don't have time to dive into the second part here about me call. But I, I do want to say that there will always be those who tell us we're not doing it right. That the more sold out we are for Christ, the more celebratory we are about his grace and his mercy and his blessings upon us, there will always be those who want to try to tell us it's not appropriate. You know, I think Michal was honestly embarrassed. She thought his behavior wasn't befitting a king, that he's just out there leaping and jumping around in the middle of the street. And there's a, there's a you know, severity and a solemnity that, that kings are supposed to maintain but the reality is that's not true and, and unfortunately she also bared consequences for for that misjudgment and you know David he's like look if you're embarrassed now I'm only going to embarrass you times infinity right because he's like this is my lord and I will celebrate him I will celebrate um before the Lord, and I won't be ashamed of that. And so to me, there's a couple of convictions here. Obviously, we don't want to become too familiar with sacred things. He is holy, and it is his desire that we be holy as he is holy. And that requires an understanding of his power and his might and his awesomeness before us and, and before all mankind. And so that's, we can't lose the awe and wonder of who he is. But then also because of that, he is our only audience. He is an audience of one. And so we can be our truest selves before him and not worry about the condemnation of others or the, um, criticism of others about how we worship and how we follow the Lord. If our heart is pure before him, that is what matters. And so my encouragement to you today um, is to ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of anywhere that you might have allowed the sacred things to become too common, that he would restore within you a 
deep sense of awe and wonder and respect and reverence for the holy God that he is and the holy sacred set-apartness of his people and of the things that he has set apart for his good. And then secondly, that once we have done that, once we are pure-hearted before him, that we will live sold out for him and him alone and not let the input and criticism of others diminish what he has called us to do. Now, again, there's so many places you can go with that, but let the Spirit be your guide. The Holy Spirit within us as believers will guide us to the truth and will guide us um, to the heart of God. And so I pray that for each of us today, that we will have the courage to lean into these hard passages and see what the Lord has for us. Um, and I hope that you'll join us because there's still so much more to come as we move on through chapter seven and beyond. Be blessed. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.